Hi, and welcome to Psychic Today. I'm your host, Jill Roberts, and this is the Christmas edition. So for all of you who are celebrating Christmas today, I wish you a very happy and healthy Merry Christmas. For everyone else who celebrates something else, whether it's Hanukkah or Yule or Kwanzaa, I wish you had wonderful holidays. So we're going to be talking about crystals and crystals dealing with kind of like Christ consciousness today. I thought it'd be appropriate being that I just finished my Santa duties. (laughs) It is my time, 3.52 a.m. By the time my daughter got to sleep, my son's too old, he's 15, so he helped, but he was like, I got to go to sleep, mom. Um, uh, Just as a side note, and this is kind of how I discovered uh, using the stone. I mined the stone myself, but um, I have gallbladder issues, and I had it terrible gallbladder attack tonight and of course we still had to decorate the tree and um, my uh, partner had to work um, two jobs and he just was here to sleep and then go from one to the other I don't know how he's going to do it tomorrow he's a chef and he's also security for a um, head of head of uh, state in another country um here was here um so that's you know he's on security detail for that person and family their family <clears throat> so um you know he does he does he's some man of all trades <laughs> so he is god love him he makes all of our holiday dinners so he brings all of our stuff to the restaurant as he's cooking like 50 geese and 10 ducks because he's in a German place. Um, he cooks our chicken and whatever we're having tonight. Um, I used to cook Spanish lasagna because my family loved that and we'd get a spiral ham and have a whole bunch of veggies. But uh, this year, I think uh, the children never ate it anyway. It was just for the adults when my grandmother was here. Um, and I was still speaking with my father. <clears throat> you know, we had more adults. Now it's just Stefan, myself, and my mother. So we decided this year to do a um, a roasted chicken. And he's like, well, what am I going to do for the vegetables? So let's get some carrots and potatoes, of course, because my side, we're Irish. He's Polish. But, you know, I said, well, why don't you just do seasoned pot- potatoes in with the chicken? You know, since you're doing a seasoned chicken, you know, put a little paprika, a little bit of, you know, different spices. And, you know, it's easier than making mashed potatoes for him while he's working. But anyway, so I have this terrible gallbladder attack and I get it every once in a while. I was supposed to have surgery um, about eight years ago coming up. And I can't do it because they have to actually do a vertical incision on my side, my waist because of the cancer surgeries I had back when I was 25 and then having the children um, via cesarean, everything in my mid-gut area is all filled with scar tissue. And so they can't do it laparoscopically. 
So, I mean, otherwise it would be an in and out process. They do it. I already have a vertical incision, but in, you know, um, the middle of my, of my, my trunk area. Um, and that was hard enough. <laughs> I actually wasn't able to really move my waist or walk too well for nearly a year. So I know if they cut this on the side, um, five to eight inches, it's going to be a problem, especially I have a nine-year-old and, uh, I had teenagers, it'd be okay, <laughs> two teenagers, but I don't. So I've been putting it off and changing the way I eat. I usually eat once a day and I'm okay. But now if I eat more, it's, I have these flare-ups where even ibuprofen doesn't work. So I went through my crystal training for layouts, all different layouts for different organs, and for gallbladder and gall, and then of course I looked up Judy Hall's crystal prescriptions to see what she said, and you know she kind of veered toward the you know yellow stones because it's the solar plexus area, but um, with my uh, training, I saw that bloodstone was more appropriate, and of course I mined bloodstone up at Herkimer this past summer. So I had all these beautiful raw pieces of bloodstone, which is, uh, you know, they have more energy that way. I also have a nice polished piece I got um, from an auction online. Um, it's kind of like a palm stone, but I think I'm going to use the raw pieces. But I thought I'd come on here. And since I read up on bloodstone in more detail, it just seems so appropriate for today. So our first segment is going to be on bloodstone. And then our second is going to be on cacaxonite. I'm, I'm really messing up this word. Cacaxonite. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. So for bloodstone, there's keywords, of course, for, for each crystal. And this one is strength, courage, pur purification, vitality. Its element is, is earth. It's for the root chakra. And on a side note, it's really good to protect yourself physically. So if you have children or if you are a teenager and you're listening to this, hopefully you're not younger than a teenager listening to this, <laughs> although you could be, I don't know. Um, it's good for bullying. So, you know, carry a piece in your pocket, especially a raw piece if you can get one and, um, you know, see if it makes a difference because it's supposed to protect you that way. Anyway, bloodstone's found in a variety of opaque um, chalcedony with a hardness of 6.57 on the Mohs hardness scale. So it's kind of hard, but it can, you know, chip off. So just be careful. It's usually dark green with red spots, you know, kind of blotchy. Uh, red spot, red spots. It's also known as heliotrope, um, from the Greek meaning sun turner. So, although the derivation of the name is not known, in the Middle Ages, the red spots in bloodstone were thought to be spots of Christ's blood, and special magical powers were attributed to the stones. So, bloodstone deposits have been found in India, China, Brazil, Australia, and of course here in the USA. Um, it's a great purifier, a healing tool for dispelling negative influences from the auric field and bringing one's subtle energies into wholeness and balance. When this is done for the invisible self, the benefits for the physical self will follow. 
Bloodstone grounds one fully to the body, and of course then with the earth. Um, and with that grounding comes the enhancement of one's capacity to function with strength, determination, courage, through the whole range of challenges inherent in earthly life. So just as bloodstone increases vitality, it also assists one in facilitating the realities of the physical mortality and death. I wish I would have had this back when I was 25 because the type of cancer I had, it was uh, very rare and um, doesn't respond to chemotherapy or radiation. So my surgeon told me, you know what, you have three years to live. And I remember thinking, like, this is so unfair. I didn't get a chance to do anything yet. And the first thing that came to my mind was that I'm not going to be, you know, have the chance to be a mom. I always thought, you know, down the line I'd have a child. When I was 25, I was not really in a position. I was, I was married, but um, my first husband kind of wasn't into kids. Um, didn't know that before we got married, but, um, you know, at 25, I really wasn't thinking about children, but when I was told that, you know, um, it really changes your thinking, changes your thinking. And for anybody who's gone through it or has faced their own mortality, you know, you stop kind of sweating the small stuff, the cheap drama. And I changed problem was the people around me didn't change so I was dealing with other people's crap other people's cheap drama and it drove me wild and you know at the time I was zen but it was very hard to be zen when you're told that you know by the time you're 28 you're done I remember throwing up for five days straight you know you can't help but be frightened and this stone is a wonderful talisman for that, for people who are dealing with their mortality and death. So, you know, it's wonderful for those who are ill, even if curing the illness is impossible. Because the power to let one look unflinchingly at the truth, whatever it is, and to move forward in the most appropriate ways is priceless. I mean, this stone is something that everybody should have in their crystal arsenal. And I say arsenal just in the sense of your toolkit, but I like to say arsenal because these crystals to me are beings themselves. And they've helped me in so many ways, you know, just, you know, ascension wise, you know, so you spiritually, you know, emotionally, physically, I can't stress it enough how much crystals have changed my life, have helped me with this journey because I started this journey when I was in my early twenties before the whole cancer, you know, thing. And, and I didn't, I wasn't into crystals. I um, had gotten a beautiful crystal from South Africa when I was in England once. I still have it. And it's my favorite crystal that, and I have I, tons of crystals. I mean, there's not enough room in my apartment for all the crystals that I have because I love the, the experience of mining them myself. This past summer was just, I mean, it was worth the six hour drive, honestly. It was great. I definitely want to do that again. 
But, you know, it's a wonderful talisman for loved ones who are very ill, maybe in hospices where, you know, it can't be cured or people who are going through something that can be cured, but it, it's a scary thing. You know, back in 2001, when I was diagnosed with um, carcinoid cancer in the ileum of my intestines, um, at that time, cancer was a death, death sentence. You know, it was the it was not the curable disease that it is today, and there's just so many different cancers, and the medical field has changed so much. Where you've gone from going from one doctor that does everything to a doctor for every little single part of your body. So, um, you know, it, it does become exhausting when you're um, that ill, you know, when you're, you're dealing with death, perhaps. And afterward, if, so I didn't have a doctor for every part of me, but I did have a surgeon for um, a, a gastroenterological surgeon. And, um, you know, he wasn't very optimistic. And my surgery was scheduled for three weeks afterwards. And I was a wreck. It was a horrible experience. It was a monstrous experience. I mean, the way my body was just completely violated, because this is not natural. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not natural for us to be cut open. Our body goes into shock. I remember waking up and being thrown from one gurney to the bed and you know, just the the people that were working at the hospital I had I had the surgery at. It was the hospital I was born in, oddly enough. Um, afterwards, I moved all of my specialists down to a different hospital here in the city because I just there was just no way. I mean, I, I was I, I had also afterwards had pneumonia and a collapsed lung, <laughs> so I was at the mercy of people who were taking me in a wheelchair, you know, to get a chest x-ray, you know, taking me there, leaving me there, the guy finally coming out after 45 minutes, I can't talk, I can't breathe, I feel like I'm suffocating, I don't know how he gets me up, this is right after the surgery, on top of it, um, how he gets me up, he gets this, the, the x-ray, puts me back in the wheelchair, puts me outside in the hallway, and I was there for hours before somebody came to get me, and I was just so out of it and hallucinating because I had a fever of 105. <clears throat> and, um, you know, you tend to hallucinate during that time. I didn't know what floor my room was on. I didn't, let alone my room number. And I was left there. And it was just, you know, horrible. I was in pain. I felt like I was going to die. It was just, my body was so incredibly violated. So, you know, be kind to yourself or loved ones who are going through something like this. You know, get to a crystal store, get a piece of bloodstone, you know, cleanse it, charge it to to help yourself or the person, you know, as a talisman to help with this disease. And because it's bloodstone, it helps a lot with blood issues in the body. Um, 
So, you know, it's a stone also of noble sacrifice, and it's perhaps more than coincidence that the red spots were once said to be drops of Christ's blood. For those called to give of themselves for the good of the community, bloodstone can offer courage and solace. It has a way of eliciting the highest, most altruistic character traits in whomever carries it or uses it. And it's most effective, it stimulates towards the urge towards Christ consciousness within the self. From this vibration, it can assist one in comprehending and appreciating the consciousness and in aspiring to feed its flame within the heart. It, of course, strengthens the root chakra, which is the source of our physical energies. And it helps one to dispel sluggishness in that area. Working with this stone, wearing or carrying it, you may find that you have a zest for living and your endurance in, the, in physical activity will um, become heightened. It's helpful for everyone from athletes to invalids because it's a steady vibration of purification and well-being. It works well in harmony with cuprite, smoky quartz, zincite, black tourmaline, jet, and obsidian. The black stones enhance the purification aspect of bloodstone. And the others were primarily to energize the lower chakras. For connection with vibrations of Christ consciousness, one may wish to combine it with imperial topaz, the truest stone of consciousness. One may wish to combine bloodstone with is um, pink gold ray. When it's combined with moldavite, its effects are accelerated and there's a strong force towards transformation of one's life into alignment with one's dharma, one's highest path. So you, one, and it does like everything in a sense. It connects you to the earth and it connects you to the Christ consciousness with the divine. So, you know, even if you're not Christian, you don't have to be Christian to connect with Christ and, and the divine, you know, Christ is an ascended master like Buddha. So whether you believe he was the Messiah, whether you believe in Christianity or Catholicism, whether you're a Jew, whether you're Muslim, whether you're a pagan, whether you're whatever, a, a, you know, pagan umbrella term for everything under Wicca, you know, solitary witch, whatever, eclectic. Just, no, when I say pagan, I mean everybody under that who believes in um, polytheism, okay? And, and of course, more than that. Um, so you don't have to believe in Christ in that sense, but you he is who he is, and he is an ascended master, just like you would call on Buddha. So um, it supports and encourages uh, and it supports and um, it offers courage during times of adversity. It lends strength to the physical body and can help one maintain stamina during extreme difficulty. I guess this is why it's good for <laughs> gallbladder attacks, because they are a bitch. Excuse my language. You know, your right, my right shoulder blade gets swollen. I have pain in the solar plexus area, but more to the right for my situation, probably because they've taken so many bits out of me. And then, of course, lower back pain. And um, first time I had a gallbladder attack, I just um, vomited profusely. 
I actually thought I had food poisoning. Um, and I think I had mentioned this before. Gallbladder attacks are no joke. They really hurt. And, you know, the last month, it's been keeping me up. It's been so painful. You know, sometimes it's very hard to get comfortable. You can't lay down. You can't sit up. You can't stand. There's just no way to get comfortable. So um, I guess I'm going to have to change my diet again because, you know, if, if they were able to do it laparoscopically, I'd go tomorrow. But I really can't be in a situation where, like, what happened tonight, where I was just at the mercy and not being in control of my body because I had things to do. I had to visit. I was visiting my mother when the um, attack occurred and I had to get home and I had to call my son and, you know, say, listen, can you come here and help me home? Because I couldn't carry the stuff, in, even though I had it in a backpack. You know, my right shoulder blade, I'm right-handed. That's my dominant side. Um, I couldn't put it on the left. I could barely walk. We still had to finish decorating the tree. I walk in, Stefan had left five or six boxes of Christmas decorations. <laughs> All I wanted to do was get more, get more ibuprofen into me, lay down with a heating pad and try and get comfortable and watch something. I was beyond exhausted. And I knew that I still had to do Santa stuff for my little one, you know, which I had, which is another reason we visited my mom because all our stuff is there <laughs> for Santa. I can't hide it here because my daughter's too smart and she looks in too many things. Um, so my mother had wrapped it. What we usually do is for Santa, we wrap in brown paper. We don't use, you know, fancy wrapping paper. I mean, you could do bags, you know, those fancy um, Christmas bags, the, the tissue paper. But we like to use, and we've been doing it since my son was little. Um, I remember I used to use the brown paper to cover my books for school. God, they don't even have really books much anymore. Just a couple. But, so it was a really crazy situation. It was Christmas Eve. Um, I'm by myself with the kids. I get, I finally get home. Stefan, um, his bike was stolen yesterday and that's how he gets around everywhere. Which is lovely. Um, custom made bicycle from Europe, very expensive, gone. And he's had it for a long time. It's not, not like he left it out somewhere. Um, it was stolen from right out, you know, in the building of the restaurant that he works in. And he was told, you know, a while ago to put it there by the owner. So it's not even like it's something he did himself. So he had to leave even earlier to get to his second job. So when he came, when I came in, he got up very shortly afterwards. And I was like, listen, keep your cell phone on you because I didn't know. I thought I was going to end up in the emergency room tonight. I'm saying, Jesus, he's not going to be done working till six o'clock tomorrow night, Christmas Eve, Christmas night, rather. Um, either my mother would have to get the children or they'd have to wait in the waiting room. So I don't ever, I'm just such a, not that I'm a controlling person, but I like to be in control of my body. And so I did all this research when I got home and I thought I would impart this wisdom to you guys. I mean, I've, I know bloodstone, I have bloodstone, I've minded, um, 
but I really didn't do much research into it as far as, you know, it's just what's done. It's there. Okay. If I ever want to use it or I need it to me, you know, I love earthstone. So, you know, I have these Yankee candle jars that when I'm finished with them, I clean out and they're perfect to hold certain, you know, I'll have a certain species of crystal and I'll have, let's say, you know, all black tourmaline in one, pyrite in another, this one and that one, you know, septarian in this and uh, rose quartz in that. And, you know, I, I try not to tend to use the, the most, I don't want to say popular, but the, the most used stones I am at this, rose quartz, yeah, they're good, but you know, they're the go-to that, you know, for people who don't know crystals go to. For me, I want to dig a little bit deeper into this. So let me continue before it becomes morning, although it is morning. Um, so it also provides emotional support by helping one find the courage to follow one's heart and take action based upon what one knows and one's heart to be true. So it is also good you can use it in place of rose quartz if you're doing a crystal grid because it's kind of in your face, like this is the situation, you know? It's often um, viewed um, as a stone of a spiritual warrior so it's great to use for shamanic journeying. And I'm going to be doing using that too. It assists one in perceiving the correct course of action and can help one remain true to one's path when faced with discouragement or resistance. In combination of it's a combination of quartz and red jasper energies make it ideal for those who feel abandoned by others due to their pursuit of their spiritual path. It is excellent for those who are afraid of making decisions or feel that they need extra support in persevering with difficult actions. I have a lot of friends like that. I know a lot of people like that. You know, they kind of want to run stuff by. They kind of need the extra support, the extra, you know, you're doing the right thing in order to make that decision. But spiritually, it instills courage and assists one in taking the right action. It can help one fulfill one's commitments in the face of obstacles. This tapping, by the way, is just my heat coming up. I'm sorry, this always seems to happen while I'm doing my podcast, but I have no control over it. It's, a, it's excellent for those undergoing tremendous change in their lives due to spiritual awakening. It can help one to maintain faith and trust the divine to overcome loneliness and to find one's inner strength. So spiritually... It's a wonderful stone. Physically, it's a wonderful stone. Emotionally, it's a wonderful stone, but that's the spiritual aspect. The emotional aspect is it can keep one from becoming discouraged when one meets obstacles in your in one's path. It can assist one in feeling capable and self-sufficient. You know, it kind of gives you the strength of, you know, um, that you can do it. You're, you don't need somebody else to do it for you. You can... Do it on your own, whatever the obstacle may be, or whatever your path is. It strengthens, you know, the self of connecting to the divine, revealing feelings of isolation or loneliness as illusion. So 
you know, you will be faced with the fact of you're not really lonely. You're really not alone. It's just an excuse you use to either not go anywhere or to, you know, take the hard road. Physically, as one would su suspect from its name, it's used for all types of blood ailments. It works at the source of the blood within the bone marrow. It can assist in strengthening and fortifying the blood and overcoming blood weaknesses such as anemia. It's stimulating to the liver and the endocrine system. It is also useful in balancing female hormonal imbalances. Yes. And helping to stabilize the hormones throughout menopause. Yes. <laughs> I know I'm headed in that area. Um, and for an affirmation, I'm going to do it a couple times, so, because it's a little bit long, but I am at home and alive in my physical body, which vibrates at its optimal level of strength, vitality, and purity, and I act for the highest good of all. The last part, I act for the highest good of all, should always be said when you're grounding, when you're charging your crystals, and giving, you know, when you, after you cleanse your crystals, and you hold it in your receiving hand, your non-dominant hand, the hand you do not write with, and you give it a job, basically. It's like a little person. It's a crystal being. And each crystal has its own job. So when you charge it, after you say, I want you to do X, Y, and Z, you say, and for the highest good of all especially when you're doing, um, like I do candle magic and I also do other types of um, white magic, I guess you would call it for people who don't know magic um, or witchcraft. I'm not Wiccan. I'm not in a coven. Um, I just, I'm a shaman. I'm a light worker, period. I attune to the highest good of all. And that's why I just say to you guys, what in whatever you do, whether it's meditating, grounding yourself, charging your crystals, always use and for the highest good of all. Because, you know, that's what you want to attract. That's your intention. So um, I'll do it one more time. So you have the affirmation. You can write it down. I'll say it a little bit slower. I am at home and alive in my physical body. So I am at home and alive in my physical body, which vibrates at its optimal level of strength, vitality, and purity, which vibrates at its optimal level of strength, vitality, and purity. Last part, and I act for the highest good of all. And I act for the highest good of all. I am at home and alive in my physical body, which vibrates at its optimal level of strength, vitality, and purity. And I act for the highest good of all. So besides having this, and I believe everything happens for a reason, this gallbladder attack here on Christmas Eve, I got to a stone for to impart this wisdom that I learned tonight about a stone that not only protects you physically, emotionally, and spiritually, it connects you to 
Christ consciousness. And I thought it was just so appropriate for Christmas. Because even though I'm running around doing the Santa thing behind the scenes where my so my daughter can't say the gifts that are supposed to be from him. Hope there's no children watch listening. Um, is Christmas is about Christ. So, you know, yes, I was brought up Catholic and perhaps I am not going to go to church tomorrow. I used to just do, I call myself a cafeteria Catholic. I'd go at Easter and Christmas. But um, I lately don't even have the energy to do that. So, and I know my husband is going to be, you know, upset because he always finds a way to make it to church on Sundays. Even when we're on vacation, he goes, he'll find a church. Um, so he's very, very Vatican and Catholic. How he deals with me, I don't think he even understands what I do. And he doesn't even care and he doesn't want to know, you know. So both of my children are in Catholic school. Um, and they've made their sacraments. And my thinking is this. No matter what religion, traditional religion, um, base school that a child goes to, whether it's connected to a church, whether it's connected to a synagogue or a mosque or whatever, um, or if you're teaching your children, but you have to be teaching your children um, ways of, you know, being a Wiccan if you're going to do kind of the traditional kind of religion kind of thing, even though Wiccan is pagan, it's it's still, you know, it's a coven. There are rules, there are rituals. I mean, I, I still do rituals myself. Like I just celebrated winter solstice and um, then Yule and now Christmas. So like I said, I'm very eclectic, <laughs> but I believe that no matter what, you know, religious school your child goes to, they're being taught love. And once they're done with school, they can be whatever they want to be. My son decides he wants to, you know, become Muslim, fine. If he decides he wants to be an atheist, fine. You know, I mean, it would devastate me the being an atheist, but just because I'm a very spiritual person <clears throat> and I'm a light worker, but that's his choice. Same thing with my daughter. She's just he's closer to being done with school than she is. So, you know, I think it's great to whatever you are and, and whatever you adhere to, if you have children to guide them down that path and then, you know, let them make their decisions. You know, my, my children are making their um, Catholic sacraments, honestly, just because if they want to continue with the religion or mainly get married in a church, <laughs> Not that I did, and I made all my sacraments. Um, you know, they can. You know, there's a lot of sacraments before you can get married in a church. Getting married in a church is what you see in the movies. It's what you grow up with when you go to Catholic school. So you just kind of always dream as a girl, like, I'm going to be walking down the aisle. And you always see some sort of minister or priest or somebody at the end. So... But most of all, it teaches them love. And that is what I feel is vitally important. 
no matter what you believe in. It teaches them love. And that's the, the one good thing about, I feel about traditional um, religious schooling. Because, you know, then they'll grow up to be decent people. Because the three major religions all teach love. The religions that are basically based on the three major religions, you know, the paganism, um, they teach the same thing. They teach respect, love, you know, more so I, I feel for the earth, for other people, for, for other things that people may not even feel that they are things. But I digress. I felt that Bloodstone was perfect for this podcast. Um, we have a word from our sponsor. And then we're going to come back and do another crystal for this Christmas day. Welcome back and Merry Christmas. Now, the second segment, we're going to be talking about Cacoxonite. And I don't think I butchered that name of that crystal, but I will spell it just in case it's difficult for you to remember. It's C-A-C-O-X-E-N-I-T-E, Cacoxonite. And what it does, it aligns you with the divine plan. It spiritually cleanses and purifies and regenerates the body. Um, the element for cacoxonite is wind. And the chakras that it's related to are the solar plexus, which is the third, the third eye, which is the sixth chakra, and the crown chakra was the seventh. So the reason why I chose cacoxonite for um, the second crystal for this episode is because, yes, it is Christmas. We did bloodstone because the red in that stone um, represents Christ's blood and it connects you to his consciousness and the divine. And cacoxonite is another crystal of awakening. It's gold, yellow, it can be brownish colored. Um, the inclusion sometimes found in quartz or amethyst. So it might have a little purplish to it, um, a little white patches to it. Um, it forms within those crystals and it's kind of fuzzy looking. It has these lines or strands that can be mistaken, you know, for rutile, like, um, uh, these like little striations. Um, but some of the finest cacoxonite amethyst specimens have been found in Arizona in the US. But good specimens can also come from Brazil. Now cacoxonite is one of the crystals that are in the Super 7. Um, I believe it's amethyst, cacoxonite, girthite, I think smoky quartz, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, is one of them. Um, 
Oh God, I forget. I think hematite. Uh, and there's all there's so many different types of super seven. Um, and then of course, you know, you have or light twenty three, and more. But cacoxinite on its own is um, these specimens that are found within amethyst are stones with the power to assist in one's spiritual, you know, evolution and in raising the vibration of one's physical self. The reprogramming of the cells to continually renew themselves and to resist the aging process, as well as the activation of the quote-unquote new strands of the genetic spiral that are both applications for which the cococcinite is well-suited. These processes may be initiated consciously through meditation and dream work, but they can also happen quite unconsciously by simply wearing or carrying the cacoxinite stone. So as I've spoken to you before, you know, the earth is ascending into, you know, the higher dimensions. So are we, the, um, the frequencies are getting quicker. And so it's a great stone to help, um, get your physical self from the third dimension up into the higher ones. Allied, of course, with phenakite, danbrite, azestolite, scolocyte, naturalite, or herderite, or a combination of these stones, cocaxinite can powerfully activate the third eye and crown chakras for inner visionary experience and interdimensional communication and connection to spirit. So pairing cacoxinite with brookite, there's another expensive one, or adding brookite to a combination of cacoxinite and one or more of the upper chakra stones mentioned mentioned just before, um, will open the trans, transpersonal chakras above the head and facilitate conscious travel beyond the physical body. So you have uh, the stellar gateway chakra. There's a lot of chakras that are above the crown. Um... So that's something you can look into if you look up chakras. If you only see seven, you want to look up, um, maybe you want to put in, set, you know, seven plus chakras or the 11 chakras or the 12 chakras. And I believe there's even more than that. Um, the ones that are not within the physical body. <clears throat> so, um, of course, if you... Um, Muldivite and cocaxinite make the strongest pairing for raising cellular vibrations and accelerating one's evolutionary path and focus to opening of the crown chakra and the provision of psychoprotection, which is important because you always need to be protected. When you're working with high vibrational stones, please, please, please always have some sort of protection stone there with you, whether it's black tourmaline or black obsidian or... Um, an earth-based stone that's protective, uh, definitely, definitely have one of those. Even though you're ascending higher, you don't, you know, you want to protect your physical body. You want to protect mentally, you know, spiritually, you want to protect everything. And that's why, like I said before, you know, when people use other divination tools, like instead of uh, hiring their vibration, they just sit down at a Ouija board you're going to get low-level entities, and you're not protected. So that's why the Ouija board gets a really bad rap. <laughs> uh, 
that you're inviting in anybody. Would you invite anybody into your house? No. So why would you invite anybody in spiritually that you may have a hard time getting rid of? You know? So anyway, um, in the body, um, <clears throat> layouts and daily wear. So if, you know, you have it um, in a pendant, a piece of jewelry, or you just, you know, carry a piece in your pocket, it offers attraction and grounding of the highest spiritual light. If one wishes to utilize the Cax Knight as an adjunct to healing and or regenerating the body, uh, Sugalite and Seraphonite will aid in this process. I have Sugalite, but I have it in a bracelet. And I gave it to my mom, and she left it on a table. So while I was there a couple weeks ago, I just took it back. Like, this is the only super light that I have, and you know what? You're not using it. She's not using the selenite once. I give her, you know, if you don't believe in this stuff, you, it's not going to work. You know, if you're sensitive to crystals, I what I always like to do when after I've cleansed my crystal and, and charged it and I'm about to work with it, I take my hands together, if you can hear them, and sometimes I might put a little bit of oil on it with herbs, depending on what I'm using the stone for. Um, it could be vision oil, it could be spirit oil, it could be any type of oil, money oil, um, relationship oil, whatever. Art of the Root, by the way, makes fantastic oils for everything you can think of. If you go onto Amazon and you type in Art of the Root, or if you just Google Art of the Root, they have, you'll find, besides oils, they have candles they have everything and they're not expensive I mean you literally can get a bottle of uh, you know a pretty decent sized bottle of oil for what you need it for whether it's candle ritual work or like what I do is I put you know a couple of drops in my palm and I will you know rub my hands together sometimes I'll do it without it first I usually do it without it before I work with the stone just to feel and I always just only use my receiving hand because I'm not I'm not um, sending it out. I want it bringing it in, this vibration. So I will rub my hands together. And of course I have, as you can hear, my rings on. So right now I'm wearing an Apache tear, a ring that is um, malachite, azurite, and chrysocolla all in one. And of course a druzy garnet that's very dark. It's almost like brownish. These are very grounding stones except for the... Um, the blue and the green in the azurite uh, and the, the uh, malachite chrysocolla. That's more for, um, you know, spiritual stuff, psychic stuff. So, you know, I change up my rings every once in a while. Um, but so I'll have my rings on too. And sometimes I'll even turn my rings around depending on the ring that they, that I'm using. I'm wearing grounding rings mostly, but if I have something like, you know, um, Heliodor, um, which is a golden beryl, which is a very high vibrational stone, uh, or Herkimer diamond ring. I will turn these rings towards my palm. I'll turn them around. And after I do that, I will feel the energy of the stone, the crystal that I'm feeling for the first time, if it is, or if it's a new stone. And, and again, every stone 
even if it's the same species, is different. It's kind of like you can't say every human is the same or every elephant or dolphin. They're all different. And it's the same thing with crystals. So, you know, you may have crystals that, like, that work really well. And it's your go-to crystal for most things. For me, it's shaman stones. Um, and for me, oddly enough, it's the smaller ones that I put between my fingers. Um, but, you know, you can get the same type of crystal or the same type of stone and get a totally different vibration off of it. You may, it may not work. Like I have so much Moldavite that just doesn't give me the feeling that quote unquote Moldavite supposed to do. And I'm very crystal sensitive. So, you know, of course it's very disappointing. And then, you know, of course, with the, the stones I mentioned before, Fenakite, Brookite, all of those, they're very tiny because they're extremely expensive. So just be aware that Kakoxonite is rare, so it might be a little expensive, and it may be in combination with amethyst. If it's in combination with amethyst, don't worry. It's still legitimate, and you can, like the Lazar, um, Lazarite um, was very expensive. And I just bought three pieces. Um, and when I mean expensive, I mean like, you know, just under a hundred a piece. And you're, you're talking, you're getting something that's an inch and a half, perhaps. And it's combined with other stones, which I really don't like. But depending on the crystal, you know, it is what it is. Um, but back to what cacoxonite is. So, um... Okay, of course, Moldavite with it makes it extremely high vibrational. Um, combining faceted amethyst with a polished slice of cacaxonite in amethyst will bring intensity and focus to the opening of the crown chakra and the provision of psychic protection. So again, I said this, but it's important. In body layouts and daily wear, you know, it's very uh, grounding, and it also grounds you of the highest spiritual light. So if one wishes to utilize cacaxine in adjunct to healing and regenerating the body, like I said before, sugalite and seraphonite will help big time. And when it's in quartz, it promotes expansion of the crown and third eye. The expansion of consciousness aids in healing the perceived breach between the physical and spiritual realms. The energy of this stone helps remind one of one's ability to open <clears throat> to spirit. And there is a need or desire for connection. Its vibration aids in aligning the third eye with the divine. So again, this is why I'm talking about this stone. It's Christmas. <laughs> you want to hire your vibration and connect with the divine correctly connect with the Christ consciousness because it's it's perfect time for it. Even if it's just symbolic that he was born on December 25th. Um, the, though This is helpful for those experiencing strong emotional upheaval or for those who feel a struggle between the ego and the divine's plan. So by opening the connection to spirit, then you're really kind of like aligning with the divine plan. Cacoxonite enables you to, you know, cleanse the energy systems of any negative attachments, preventing you from moving forward on your path. 
there's these emotional cords that we have. And this is what I'm, what I'm talking about by negative attachments too. You know, there, you get them and you get them from the ether. You get them from other people. You get them from your parents. It's just, you have these energy cords linking to you, you know, and to outmoded relationships that can be dissolved in the light of spirit. So this is an excellent way to get rid of cords and attachments. And it's not that all cords and attachments are negative because, of course, you get that, you know, you're going to naturally have cords and attachments to uh, your parents, to your children, to your, you know, spouse, to your um, friends. You know, it's just, it happens. And, or if you see clients and they have negative cords, it can transfer. It's almost kind of like a virus sometimes. Sometimes, you know, it's it's just there because of the relationship and sometimes it's viral. That's how I see it. So, you know, it can be dissolved. It can, you know, you can get rid of these. This is a great way to get rid of them in the light of spirit. So, you know, which is grounded on the earth plane by the Cocaxonite. So the Cocaxonite grounds you here, but spiritually they kind of dissolve up. Kind of like when I did an exorcism recently and I was dealing with a person who had been uh, possessed before and after death. And when, and I kept telling her, when you go into the light, you know, this demon is, this negative entity is going to just fizzle up. It's going to burn out because you cannot take that with you. So cacaxonite is the perfect stone to get rid of these cords and these negative attachments. Placing it on your third eye and your solar plexus can initiate an energy flow of promoting the perception and understanding of emotional issues in one's life. It's kind of like how I talked about Aurora, Aurora Light 23, putting it on the chakra and then putting it on um, uh, the crown chakra and then I believe it was the heart chakra and it did a connection. Well, this time it's the third eye and the solar plexus. And that makes a connection. And what that'll do is it'll help with any emotional issues you're dealing with. And they can be integrated and, and healed using the soothing violet light emanating by cacaxonite and quartz. And it can enable you to connect more easily with your guides or your guardian spirits. If you use it in meditation, it can connect you with higher intelligences and be used by channelers to enhance conscious connection and alignment with higher beings. So if you're a channeler like myself, it will help you connect with whomever, <laughs> spirit, your clients, loved ones, your loved ones, um, people, uh, the star beings or the galactic federation of light. Um, it helps you to channel that way. Um, so it's, it's really, really wonderful if that's what you're doing it for as well. So spiritually, it'll assist you in aligning your personal will with your divine will. It clears and strengthens the connection to the spiritual realms, making it easier for you to understand the will of the divine. And you can receive guidance about manifesting what you want on the earth plane. So, again, this is kind of a 
all around stone, like bloodstone is, where bloodstone helps you physically and, you know, also ascend, ascending wise where you're connecting with the divine. Cococcinite is the same thing in the sense of it will help you not only connect with the divine, but in this case, manifest what you want here on the earth plane. You know, the, the secret, the law of attraction, a lot of that out there is just thinking about what you want and not kind of believing in it. And even just believing in it isn't enough. You need to raise your vibration in order to ma truly manifest what you want and do it within reason. You know, just don't manifest. I want a million dollars. Well, you know, that's going to take a little bit longer because you have to do something in order to manifest a million dollars, whether it's buying a lottery ticket or starting a business. Um, so let's see. Spiritually, it uh, connects to realms, makes it easier for you to understand the will of the divine and receive guidance about manifesting. Emotionally, it'll foster a sense of surrender to the divine and it'll help you keep your ego rebellion at bay. It can assist you in understanding the emotional basis for your life and your life's creations as it helps one feel empowered to align your life closely with your spiritual vision. So you kind of combine both the physical and the spiritual and combine that with creativity. And you may have a new path here on this plane. Maybe something you were meant to do. Physically, cocaxinite is useful for all types of stomach upset, digestive issues, and problems in nutrient assimilation. It's supportive for the adrenals and the thyroid. So if you have hyper, hyper or hypothyroidism, that's a great stone to use for physically healing yourself. And the affirmation today for cocaxinite is, I cleanse myself of negative attachments and bring the highest spiritual light into all levels of my being. This is such a wonderful affirmation because, again, it's going to help you get rid of those cords and attachments. I cleanse myself of negative attachments and bring the highest spiritual light into all levels of my being. So one more time, I cleanse myself of negative attachments and bring the highest spiritual light into all levels of my being. So cocaxinite and bloodstone are perfect to work with this Christmas, this Christmas season. You know, Christmas, you know, doesn't just stop with, uh, <laughs> you know, with December 25th. So, you know, you might want to pick up one of these stones, if not, or both. And if you do, please let me know. I'm curious to see how you find them. Um, I'm trying to think of some good sources for them. Again, mine, I've mined. Um, I'm sure you can get, you know, some on Amazon. Um, I don't think Inner Vision Crystals has them. They really only deal with very, very high vibrational crystals. Not that these aren't, but they really don't carry cocaxinite or bloodstone. They usually carry just moldavite, 
mostly uh, Brandenburg, Amethyst, um, Herkimer Diamonds, which, you know, is wonderful, but when you can go do it yourself, you know, why buy from somebody? Seriously. Um, if you do, if you are in the metro, New York metro area, and you get a chance to go uh, next summer up to the mines when they open, definitely do it if you're a crystal person, because it is awesome. Even if you just, if you don't want to, you know, take a sledgehammer and, you know, spend the whole day in the sun getting, <laughs> you know, hot, sweaty to get a couple of crystals, you can also sluice. Um, sluicing is a lot of fun to do with little kids, or even teenagers. I did sluicing with my kids, too. It was a lot of fun. Um, as a matter of fact, I am in touch with the company that the, um, that works with the mines up there, and I'm going to be doing that in my daughter's class. It's a science project. We're going to, I'm going to be getting the bags with the sand and different species of uh, raw natural crystals. And, you know, I'm just going to get colanders and water and let them kind of just shake them out. And I'll put something down with all the different types of crystals that or stones it could possibly be. And it'll be just so much fun. I'm so looking forward to that. I will give, definitely give you updated on how much fun the little ones had with it. And, um, but anyway, I just wanted to come on, give you this info about these wonderful stones and to say Merry Christmas. It's December 25th, 2018. Another year has gone by. Keep up your spirits as much as you can. Be kind and gentle to yourself, your loved ones and strangers, because we all deserve to live an extraordinary life. And we all, life is short. We all deserve to have our heart's desire or desires. So on that note, have a merry, merry Christmas. And I'll talk to you soon. All my love and light. Thank you.